Hello, and welcome to episode 29 of the Digital Brand Envy podcast, Unpopular Opinion, Launching a Business in 2020. So as I'm recording this, it's early May 2020, and we are right in the middle of the COVID-19 crisis and all of the uncertainty that comes with it. I've been paying attention to the conversations happening on podcasts, YouTube channels, and inside Facebook groups, and I've actually been quite surprised at the comments being made. Understandably, a lot of people are feeling scared and stuck and like their dreams are on pause. However, the surprising part to me is that a lot of prospective business owners are completely halting their plans instead of just adapting them and continuing to move forward, perhaps in other ways. While I'm not recommending that any leases necessarily get signed or any permanent decisions get made until we are more clear on how long social distancing will last, there is so much that anyone can be doing right now to set their business up for success when they do decide to open their doors, whether those doors be virtual for an online business or physical actual doors for a brick and mortar business. Will things need to change? Yes. Will some industries be permanently impacted and need to make changes to keep up with safety standards and changing consumer preferences? Yes, of course. I'm not suggesting things will never things will ever go back to business as normal. However, there's also so much opportunity to listen to what your future ideal clients are wanting and needing, and you can fill that space. After all, Many successful companies like WhatsApp, Venmo, Groupon, Instagram, Pinterest, Uber, Slack, Square, they were all founded during the 2008 to 2010 recession period. During a time where many people put all plans and ideas on pause, these companies seized the opportunity in front of them and rose as future industry leaders. There will undoubtedly be another wave of innovators as a result of this potential future recession coming at us. The only question is, will yours be one of them? This is a wonderful time to be planning a business or even just starting to form connections and relationships with your potential future customers and clients. Because when businesses do start to reopen, people are going to want to patronize businesses they trust and have a relationship with. They want to feel safe, valued, and heard. Hopefully this podcast will help give you some really practical ideas on how to set your business up for future long-term sustainable success. You're listening to the Digital Brand Envy Podcast, where we believe creating an impactful customer journey is the biggest opportunity to grow any business. Sales funnel strategist Michelle Caruana will let you in behind the scenes of the campaigns and launches her team is working on while highlighting what's working and what's not to attract an audience and convert them into customers and raving fans so you can achieve your own envy-worthy brand. All right, first I want to discuss some business model trends that I'm expecting to emerge as a result of the COVID-19 crisis. Number one, membership models. So membership models not only offer reliable recurring revenue for business owners, which has always been the strongest case for a membership type of business, but now with social distancing, they offer even more benefits. Membership-only models allow for improved social distancing because instead of a business relying on getting dozens or even hundreds of new people in the door every single day, they can instead welcome the same group of customers on a regular basis. 
That means overall a fewer amount of unique individuals entering the facility any given month, reducing the risk of spreading a dangerous virus like COVID-19. Members will also begin to form relationships with one another, making them feel more comfortable about coming to the facility because it's a familiar crowd rather than a random gathering. Focusing on memberships also allows customers to form a deeper connection with the business itself and vice versa. Because they are more invested in the business than a casual drop-in customer would be, they are more likely to support that business in a time of need. So for example, when the stay-at-home order hit here in New York, many membership-based businesses asked their customers to keep their memberships active, though not requiring it, to help them survive their time of closure, and many members did so happily. This allowed businesses to either continue paying their staff or pay essential bills or avoid debt so that they could reopen after the social distancing orders are lifted. Customers wanted to walk into the same great facility with the same owner, with the same great smiling faces and see the same members. They didn't want the business to have to close. And indoor playgrounds aren't the only model that I suspect to move towards membership. Hair salons, cafes, breweries, retail stores, and more are all going to see an explosion of membership-based offerings in the coming years. In order to increase memberships and ensure retention, we need to focus on customer value and not customer volume. Giving a small group of loyal customers your best and providing them with personal attention will be key to business success in 2020 and beyond. We can no longer rely on getting mass volumes of people through our doors constantly. We need to focus on consistency with that small, loyal group instead. All right, number two, mobile businesses. Social distancing efforts are also encouraging more industries to get into offering mobile options. So at our indoor playground, we were already offering to come to clients' homes to offer entertainment, decorating, and play equipment setups. I expect this to become much more popular because people have more control in their own home than they would in an outside facility, and they're likely going to feel a lot safer. I expect to see more hairdressers, liquor stores, entertainers, pet groomers, and more begin to expand this branch of their business or create one if they didn't already deliver their services in this mobile fashion. We are going to expand to balloon delivery, craft kit delivery, gift delivery, and more to keep up with this increasing preference to stay home for the time being. All right, number three, online learning and education. Before the COVID-19 crisis, the e-learning industry was already projected to surpass $243 billion a number that I expect to increase as a result of social distancing. I expect businesses to continue to get creative with offering their services online as a permanent answer to this crisis. Music teachers, dance teachers, tutors, lawyers, doctors, stylists, and more have all been forced online, and I don't expect this to slow down. There are a lot of parents and a lot of families, especially with those with vulnerable medical conditions that are not going to be comfortable going into any of these facilities for a very long time. So I do expect this to be a continued option at least through the end of the year and potentially beyond. All right, number four, smaller facilities. 
because I do not expect people to congregate in large crowds again for months or even years due to trauma related to social distancing, I expect future brick and mortar facilities to be more scaled down. This will not only reduce risk because expenses are generally lower with smaller facilities because less staff is needed, less money will be spent on build out, less will be spent monthly on utilities, etc. But it will also ease people's fears about visiting because there's less people in the room. Our indoor playground was 2,500 square feet with a capacity of 82 people, including staff. I expect to see more facilities open at that size or even smaller for these reasons. New restaurants, concert venues, or other event spaces will also likely scale back in the near future. Number five, essential offerings. I also expect more businesses to ensure that at least some of their services can be considered essential, even under stay-at-home mandates. So for example, our indoor playground offered coffee and snacks. So because of that, we were allowed to do coffee pickup and delivery, and we've taken that opportunity to offer bundles with those purchases. So parents can now go pick up coffee and breakfast along with a month's worth of craft supplies, a birthday to-go box, or a new toy for their child. This allows us to continue to make enough cash flow to cover our basic business expenses. Other industries such as hair salons are more likely to start offering cafe or food services in the future for this reason. Since many states really squash their ability to sell things like home hair color kits because they're not considered essential, if we ever do experience another quarantine period, they will be able to serve their clients in this way as long as they bundle it with something essential. So I do think prospective business owners and people that are just getting started are going to think in that strategic way moving forward. All right, so what to know right now. Personally, I'm telling all of my group coaching members inside Playmaker Society to wait just a little bit until the future is a little more clear to sign any leases or make any permanent or long-term decisions. The sad truth is, is that many small businesses will not be able to withstand either this crisis or the recession that's likely to follow. This means that landlords will suddenly have more vacancies that they will be desperate to fill. For prospective business owners, this means that rent prices will be dropping as demand for brick-and-mortar spaces declines due to fear, failure to adapt, and supply increases. This means that you'll be able to lock in a lease for a lot less pretty soon. This is a huge long-term opportunity for your business to be even more profitable monthly than it could have been previously. So just sit tight. Your dream facility could be opening up shortly. So what can you do right now to set up for success? Even though I'm not recommending that you wait, or even though I'm recommending that you wait to sign a lease, that doesn't mean you need to shift your motion into park. As I mentioned before, when businesses begin to reopen, and new businesses especially, customers are going to frequent places they know and trust. Even if you can't acquire new customers right now, unless you sell an essential service or do business online, you can still be forging the ever-important know, like, and trust relationship with your potential customers. The question is, how? Number one, launch your social media channels. As many people are home from work and stuck inside, social media usage is up and people are looking for connection now more than ever. I recommend picking one hero channel to connect with your audience. 
So for example, people that have a really good sense of humor and are comfortable making videos might do well on TikTok. Those with a slightly older customer base might choose Facebook to focus on or they might create a Facebook group. My ideal customer is generally the millennial entrepreneur parent, so I focus on Instagram. I still post on all channels, but focusing on one helps me find the most success because I have limited time in my day, especially now. So I pick one to really immerse myself in and be on all the time, reply to comments and things like that. And that has been one of my biggest secrets to success. You can also start with one hero network and expand as you master it. Either way, just get out there and start posting. Potential customers love seeing peaks of your personal life and behind-the-scenes action. Even if you are just getting started, share your journey with your future client base. When I was getting started with launching my indoor playground, I was terrified to post too early because I really feared someone would steal my idea. The fear, however, was totally unfounded, and it led me to having raving fans ready to bust the doors down as soon as I opened my play cafe. We were profitable our very first month because of the time I took to network, share my story, and form real bonds with my potential customers and fans. Number two, start creating content. Similar to social media, I always recommend my clients choose a hero authority platform. And by authority platform, I mean a place where you are putting out more long-form content, so not like an Instagram caption, and you can really assert yourself as an expert. The most common authority platforms today are YouTube, blogging, and podcasting. Even though I also uh, blog and put out a YouTube video every week, um, I'm obviously podcasting right now, and that's one of the authority platforms that I choose to focus on. I'm actually shifting a little bit more towards YouTube because my channel is now monetized. That was a really big milestone I hit last week. But I took the time to master one platform first before I shifted my energy. And by that, I mean by choosing one hero authority platform, I mean researching what phrases people are typing, for example, into YouTube search bar, and I plan my content around those search results. I chose YouTube as my first authority platform because I enjoy making more long-form educational videos and blogs and because it seems to resonate with my audience right from the beginning. I started out with putting one video per week and repurposing the content, obviously, as blogs and podcasts. But now, as I mentioned, that I'm getting more used to podcasting in addition to YouTube, I'm increasing to two videos. And I've also gotten quicker in my process, in my you know editing and things like that. Um, so that has allowed me to put out more content. And I've also outsourced a lot. So that is definitely something that I am going to be looking more towards is more delegation. So posting on your main authority platform at least once a week is a great start to gaining more fans, followers, leads, and eventually clients. The more high quality and thoughtful content you create, the easier it will be for your future customers to find you, get to know you, and view you as the go-to expert for your service or product. All right, lastly, number three, build your email list. Speaking of leads, you need to be building your email list right now. While having Instagram followers and YouTube subscribers is great, you don't own them and you're limited um, over the control that you have on those platforms because they're not yours. A solid email list which you own has been my single biggest key to success 
both in my brick and mortar business and my online business. Not only am I constantly focusing on getting ideal customers onto my list through both paid and organic free tactics, I'm also sending them real valuable content, so the blogs, videos, and podcasts I create weekly, in order to nurture them and forge a relationship with them. This, again, can establish you as the authority in your space and works to gain trust, making these potential customers much more likely to convert into an actual customer when you present them with an offer. And building an email list goes much further than just saying, join my newsletter or stay up to date. That is simply not enough of an incentive to effectively entice people to join your list. Every single time I see one of these phrases on someone's website, I literally roll my eyes into the back of my head and I just want to you know, shake them and say, there are better ways to do this. So instead, I would consider using what is referred to as a lead magnet. A lead magnet is a piece of value that businesses offer to potential clients in exchange for their email address or other contact information. Examples of free lead magnets that I have used and had success with include a downloadable simple PDF checklist or cheat sheet, an ebook that I literally wrote in Google Docs, designed really quick for free in Canva and turned it into a PDF. There was no publishing or anything like that. Um, A quiz, a free guide, a free coffee. So for my brick and mortar play cafe, we did a free coffee. A 25% coupon off a first purchase. This is great for e-commerce options. A free one-hour class, which is really popular in getting people into my uh, Play Cafe Academy list. Or a contest, so a chance to win something for free. There are so many options. And you can build a simple landing page for free right now using MailChimp and begin building your list. So there's really no excuse. You can do this right now for free without any help. List building is a marathon and not a sprint. So starting now will save you money because you'll need to spend much less on advertising when the time comes. And it will save you a lot of time in the future because you will have so much content to point potential customers to. My biggest mistake in my brick and mortar business was not starting an email list soon enough. So please, please, please learn from my mistake. Now is really the time to take steps to set your business up for success. So don't waste it. I'd much rather look at look back at this time and be grateful that I put in the work and started early. And my business will be better in the long term because of it. And full disclosure, at the beginning of this COVID-19 crisis, I didn't handle it super well. I literally spent a month just kind of not really doing anything, putting a pause on everything. Luckily, I had some content batch, so I was still able to get that stuff out and you know connect with my customers. But it was really, really hard. And if you're feeling unmotivated or like you need to prioritize your mental health or your family, that is also totally understandable. And it's okay to give yourself permission to do that. But if you are feeling like you have that little motivational bug and you just feel stuck and like there's nothing you could do to move your dreams forward, there absolutely is. And I really hope that this episode gave you some concrete examples of what you could be doing right now if the time feels right for you. And it's okay if it doesn't, but I really, really recommend taking it slow and just moving forward. You don't have to sprint. You don't have to be writing a book. You don't have to be you know, writing a screenplay, but it is going to be beneficial in the long term for your business if you just take little steps to move forward every single day. 
All right. I will see you guys next week. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please leave a five-star rating and review. It really helps. And I appreciate it so, so, so much. Have a great day. 